Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Hello. So what major area of your life needs the most work? What's your favorite body part to exercise? What's your favorite asset on your body? What's the toughest lesson you've had to teach your kids? We're delving into all of it today. Ask the expert. Jay and I are going to get to know each other just a little bit better and pass on some lessons to you guys as well. But first... Wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? Speaking of interviews, so I was on campus just today and I participated in a study about African-American women and health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so in this study, the interviewer was asking me questions about physical fitness, um, and my views on um, body image and perception um, with regard to African-American women and exercise and health. Okay. So it was kind of cool. So she recorded that part of the interview. Then at the end, after she, uh, I told her a little bit about Professionally Fit and Detroit Fit Mop. And so at the end of the interview, we were just kind of chatting about each other in one-on-one and we started talking about you know the weight you gain typically when you enter college when you're fresh out of high school right and how that weight follows you for the rest of your life okay and she's like yeah because when I went to college I gained you know so much weight I'm from Ohio originally and so I went to a university down south and I gained so much weight in my freshman year of college mm-hmm. because there was all this unhealthy food in the cafeteria. Right. She's like, yeah, like hog mugs and fat back and macaroni and cheese. I said, wait, wait what? what? I was like, wait, what, wait, what school did you go to? And she's like, I went to Winston-Salem in the South. Yeah. In their cafeteria. Yeah. They... On a college campus, uh-huh. like you expect a typical junk food. Pizza, burgers, yeah. French fries, no. a random taco day. Right. She said hog mugs. That is so cool. I was like, wait, what did you just that's, say? That's actually cruel. It's cruel so, and unusual. Know, it is. Or is it unusual? I know it's cruel. It's cruel, for sure. For sure, but I don't know if it's unusual. I've never heard of that, of soul food being a staple in a cafeteria Me at a university. Either. Wow, that clearly is not in other campuses. You know, we're going to keep it over here in the South. Right. Where, yeah, you, right. Know, you know what campuses Exactly. So she said when she got out of college, she remember going to like one of the first doctor's appointments, just like for a checkup or whatever. Right. She said high blood pressure. Wow. She, doctor was ready to put her on meds. And, and she's like, I knew it was from okay university yeah definitely and i was like wow went into college with a clean bill of health came out with high blood pressure who that is insane it's like wait what like what uh, how how can you do that like you're killing your like like you know i'm just imagining the the people that sit on the board because it's not like you just the the chef just wakes up they have to follow some type they have rules and regulations exactly and this is what they came up with for us 
hog mugs and and this is what yams. they eat. Yeah, and this is what they eat. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I don't even remember a salad or anything green. Of course not. Think Crazy. no further. It wasn't there, I'm sure. And if it was there, you know how they do the grocery stores. It probably was someplace like, oh, it's over there in the refrigerator. Go grab one. It's prepackaged. It's not yep. there right in your face when no. you come down the aisle. Oh, no. Like, let me, do you want a salad? I'm sure. No. Wow. Insane. God. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I'm just getting back from um, California visiting my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's really, she's been in church, like, her whole life. And she's really, you know into the church and she's been the first lady and everything so we go to this uh church with her my sisters and i and you know it's quite common for when you when you have visitors at a church they say you know visitors please stand up okay so this church i would say it's about maybe 150 people there. Mm -hmm. it's not huge but it's big enough so we stand up thinking we're going to say you know just the usual they they pass the mic around mm -hmm. and you say uh, where you're from and who you're there visiting with. Okay, fine, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it might come around to us, my sisters and I, and I speak for the three of us. Hi, you know, we're here for my grandmother, we're here from Detroit. Everyone says hello. Okay, we think we're about to sit back down, right? Mm -hmm. Wrong. Keep standing. Everyone, all the visitors, we have something for you, right? Okay. It's only my sisters and I, the three of us, another couple and one other person. So it's about what? Six of us. Okay. What they had for us <laughs> is the whole entire church comes over to meet you. Well, like one by one? One by They come and they swarm in. And they swarm in. Do you hear me? The whole entire church comes over and it shakes your hand and tells you hello and get your name and all this stuff. The whole entire church. What in the devil? What <laughs> I have never been so it it was overstimulation. I felt like the weirdest sensation. Oh, everybody smiled. It felt like hope almost. That's it the felt, first thing I thought. It like, felt surreal. I can't believe all these people come to shake your hand, smile, and 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 what's your name and who you with and a hundred like really. This is way too much for an unsuspecting person. Right. Just standing up and introducing themselves and then you're and just then the whole a mob. Church, a mob. A mob. A, a, a absolute mob comes over. Hey, that's a religious flash mob. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So that is my first way. Wait, what? Do you have one? Another one? <clears throat> my second way, what? So I'm talking to my sister before I go to California. And it's like close to my grandmother's birthday. So she's like at this like $5 sale and she wants to get like, um, you know, little $5 gifts. Well, it's stuff that's more than $5, but she's trying to make like a little baggie to take to my grandmother on the plane. So she's out there and she's looking and she goes, um, hey, our, uh, our fanny packs, is this still in season? Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> <Time> <laughs> what? Back up. Yeah. Okay. Did you say fanny packs? Fanny packs. I said, <laughs> I said, oh, you're good, because they never were. They were never in. Like, at any given time, you can get a fanny pack. Like, you're straight. You just got to have the confidence to rock it. Like, they're never in season, out of season. It's that time it's of year where everybody. It's not if the fanny pack is in season. It's if your confidence is, up, is, it's, it's, is in right. season. I'm like, oh, I wear a fanny pack all the time because I got self-esteem. Right. I'm like, but if you... <laughs> If you try to 
ever look to the left or to the right, like what time of year that's gonna be, and expect to see more fanny packs. That's you not won't. happening. Yeah, you don't actually ask me like, is it this time of year where everybody rocking? That? No, and next in three months, no, no. Shut up. <laughs> Our fanny packs in season. That's what that was her exact question. That was her exact question. I laughed so hard. Like, are you? Like, who was this? Me or Taj? Taj. I'm like, girl, get it whenever you want to get it and wear it whatever you, because you're going to look like a lame. <laughs> And I brought my fanny pack, and you said you wasn't gonna walk with me. But guess what ended up happening? <laughs> Can I put my phone in my key? Oh, in your all the fanny time. Pack? Oh, yeah. all the time. oh, now you want to know me? Oh, oh, yeah. Nobody disputes the convenience of a fanny pack. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. The coolness. Factor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not rocking it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. got but, it. But, but put my keys and my ID in there please, for sure. Please and thank you. Don't right. be a selfish As person. I scurry away. If you gonna wear the fanny pack and look like a fool, at least let it benefit all of us. Amen to that. <laughs> all right. Before we even dive into the uh, to the rest of the show, Detroit Fit Mob. Uh, When you hear this, Detroit Fit Mob would have passed. But (laughs) (laughs) however, however, just know that it is mobbing season. So our first uh, fitness flash mob for the season will take place Saturday, May thirteenth. However, just know that it's mobbing season every month for uh, the spring and summer. We have a fitness flash mob where we pop up somewhere in Metro Detroit on the street and just start exercising. So please go to the website, DetroitFitMob.com, hop on our email list, make sure you're following us on social media so you can get notified for our next fitness flash mob. We are Detroit's first fitness flash mob and we are mobbing out. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you remember that comes from? Where does that come from? Kevin Hart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Jay and I are going to delve into some questions. Most intimate questions. Stuff I probably don't even know about you. I'm sure you do. Oh. I probably just never word it the way I'm going to word it. But hey. Hey. I've never worded it that way, so it's kind of new, you know? Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, so I'll go first. Like, So... What is because you know we both value uh, the things not only do we put that we put on our body in our body but in our minds as well mm. mind body and spirit yes so when it comes to like meeting a person and knowing that they can be like a factor in your life like play a role in your life friendship or or mentor or otherwise what's the first quality in that person that makes you realize that that you want them to kind of stick around like what is the first thing about a person that attracts you to them. The first thing that attracts me to a person is typically um, their intelligence and their self-awareness. What do you mean by self-awareness? Being able to identify themselves and know who they are and what they stand for, um, flaws and all. So being able to have a conversation with a person and they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses. Um, so basically self-confidence, is that what you're saying? No, not confidence, but literally um, some people are, their confidence is so inflated that they don't even realize that they <laughs> right. don't have the, right? right. So definitely not necessarily confidence. Um, no, no, I don't, I don't like inflated egos, but um, Someone who kind of knows who they are. I, I get it. I get it. I don't know how to explain it. No, I, I definitely get it now. Yeah, yeah. that I'm really, I love that about people. But number one, by far for me, is intelligence because 
I love learning stuff from people. Right. I, that's my favorite thing about engaging with new people and, and new personalities. Right. And it could be the smallest thing. Yeah. You know, you know, I love to travel. And so one of the friends I recently made, her and I are out to lunch and she's teaching me about all these travel sites and deals. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I love this. Like, right. I just love learning. So right. people intelligence and having a knowledge base on something that I don't have. So somebody who can add value. Okay, then yeah. it boils down to that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, for you, what's your best physical asset? Like, what do you think is your best asset about your body, and what one body part do you love to train the most? You know what? Out of habit, I would believe that my I, my arms. I like. I love my arms. I lo- I think my arms are so sexy. Like my sister and I, <laughs> it was so funny because we just went to Venice Beach. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, of course, we brought our cameras and everything. As soon as it was picture time, I whipped off my jacket. It was freezing by this time. <laughs> I'm like, no. She's like, you are just how I am about my sandals. Because no matter what, Mina has her toes out. She don't care if it's a blizzard. She does not care. She said sandals are appropriate for any weather. And she said, no matter what, I got my toes out and you got them shoulders out. Like, we... <laughs> Oh, these shoulders, these arms? Oh, no. They come in. I love my arms and my shoulders and my back. Yeah. Oh, sexy arms on a woman is so attractive. Yeah. And it's usually the first indicator that they exercise. Yeah. Because it's, I don't. It's very rare for somebody to have naturally toned arms. Some people right. have naturally toned Especially legs. Especially an older, a older person. Yes. Now, if you're a teenager or low twenties, but I, I, I don't know, kind of sometimes, but. Especially when you're like upper thirties, yes. upper thirties and older, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love like I watch an interview with somebody and they have on a sleeveless top. Something I'm like, oh, she works out. Yeah, like, you know what yeah, I mean. I like, love yes, toned, I love toned legs too. But turn tone my, I love like having my back out. I have to have some type of skin, my back, my arms, my shoulders, something showing. So you love training arms the most. Yeah, I like to train arms the most, and with with training abs comes training I mean with training arms you can also train your abs as well like planks yes you know so when I hold my plank I can actually feel it in my shoulders Shoulders, right and and, you know things like that so it's not like when I train my arms I'm neglecting a lot like you can train your arms and train a lot of other parts of your body so so you don't get that uh upper body football build you know that so many women hate as do I right so yeah definitely my arms which is such a myth what's your favorite arm exercise or upper body exercise. My favorite. I love doing. Um, it's it's hard to describe if you if you don't work out a lot. But it, the rear delt fly when I work, my the rear delt. That's my favorite. I just feel like a boss when I do it. You like, know what? <laughs> you, rear delt flies too. You look good in the mirror doing them. You do because your muscles are flexed <laughs> you while you're them, doing right. it. It's like this is why I'm doing this. I'm a boss, babe. I'm a boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So how do you? How do you manage, like, your stress levels? Like, you know, people are under the impression that people who are generally, like, peace don't ever come out of that zone. Mm-hmm. And and I've learned personally that having peace doesn't mean you never hit that block where you're stressed, but it's about managing it, you know. Yes. How, stress management yes. versus you never have stress. Yes. So, like, how do you manage your stress when you do feel like it coming or when you feel like it's there yeah um well everybody know i fast right and that's a great stress manager for me um i mean i know we've discussed this but like why is it a stress manager because most people would think when you fast you're stressed like it's adding stress i can't eat i can't do this i can't 
No, because I, it, it, it reroutes my mental energy and it allows me to reflect on things. I feel way more creative. It allows me to um, see. I'll say the fasting itself isn't a stress manager. It's the benefits that I get Got from it, it later. Right. Um, also, meditation and studying, doing a lot of self-development. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. Right now, I'm reading The 48 Laws of Power, which is amazing, okay. um, by Robert Greene. And so um, I study a lot about now, since I'm in my 30s, about human nature. And I just realize how we're all so much alike. Right. And... Um, the importance of emotional and psychological fitness, it has to be practiced every single day. Yeah. So that when those unexpected stressors do right, hit your life, right. they're not that big of a deal. Yeah, your knee-jerk reaction is kind to kind of like um, imp- like put it into practice what you've been learning. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then, I think you and I were talking about this earlier offline, but I don't have anything in my life that I don't want to do. We were talking about, right. Right. You know. So from my work to my relationships to family to friends right. to the responsibilities that I put on myself with Professionally Fit and Detroit Fit Mob right. and even going to school. Right. I look forward to everything I do. There's tasks within those tasks that are dreadful, of right? Course. I mean, I don't want to spend three hours on chemistry homework as often as I do, but um, everything I do has been chosen and handpicked by me. That is so dope. Yeah, yeah. And so that eliminates a lot of stress. Because I don't force, I don't feel like I'm ever forced to, I have to do this to survive, or I have to be here for this person in my life. Or I gotta be here to five. Right. Or I can't afford to leave my relationship, but I'm miserable. None of it. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's the number one stress manager is realizing that I'm in absolute and complete control of my life. And if anything is not serving me, it has to go. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what's the best piece of health and nutrition advice you would give someone who is like trying to get on the wagon and be consistent? Oh, you will give me this hard one because, you know, I've been learning myself of how, or how to deal with different levels of, um, beginners. You know, it's hard to kind of say you, because I just told somebody today, decide what you don't want in your life and just do it. Decide how you don't want to feel, decide what you need to do and and just do it. Like if it's a strong person, like I've met a person that way. I've met the girl I told you about at my job. I told her what to do, Mm -hmm. how to do it. And she did it. Like, don't, um, don't eat so much dairy. Don't, don't eat fried foods. Don't drink pop. And she instantly applied it. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to go for across the board. You said the mo- the best piece of nutrition health or and or nutrition advice. Drink half your body weight in water. That water, yes. Drink half your body yes. weight or more in water for sure, and that helps so many ailments in your body it and detoxes your body so much water is so important. It is. And um if you can eliminate to the best of your ability fried foods and to the best of your ability dairy Okay. Dairy, fried foods, and because I don't go into what you should do. I realize it's more important what you should not do. Okay. When you because there's so many things you'll learn going along the way. Like, hey, oh, okay, I don't eat dairy, but I could eat this, and and there's so many things. So when you when you start telling people what to do, it kind of limits them. Like, no, they said I can do this, but you have to do your own research. But I, I'll definitely tell you what you cannot do. Yeah. That's easier. And when you start doing what you cannot do, yeah. And when you stop that, 
your health will automatically improve. Yeah, and you're making room for the good. You're making room for the good. And we all know once you make a declaration about something in your life, whether it's getting your health together, getting your finances together, getting your relationships together, the the teacher will appear, right? right. And right. so the teacher will definitely don't worry appear. about what to do, what to do. Just worry about getting rid of the dysfunction right. or getting rid of the, rid of the toxins. And then the, those void, those quote unquote voids will be filled. Yeah, and like we said, you crave what you consume. Yes. you know, a lot of people want. Oh God, how did I not say? How did you let me get away with not saying sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar, <laughs> sugar? Is <laughs> listen to me, sugar. If I if she gave me an hour to talk about sugar right now, yes, I, I could go on for an hour talking about. I I, I researched. Uh, cancer mm-hmm. and and you know natural holistic ways to slow down the growth mm-hmm. or how to prevent it if you don't already have it and anytime I promise you that you start researching these things sugar will pop up if not in the first sentence definitely in the first paragraph definitely. it promotes cancer cells yes. it promotes fat it promotes uh, being lethargic it, it it does not benefit you now I know people will say. But you need sugar in your body. You're going to get sugar in your body, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Like, you don't have to seek it out. Yeah, there are essential sugars that you need. I think there's about seven essential sugars, but yeah, you, you don't you have to have consume to. it <laughs> refined and no, so processed. Yes. Yes. Eliminate sugar. Yes. That's that, the hardest thing. Yeah, That's the, sure. the one of the number one addictions yeah, in America. Yeah, you slip up. All right. My bad. That's, no, it's okay. All right. So, um, this is kind of almost piggyback off of what we were just saying is what do you think comes first the value or the desire when you when you're when you're like saying okay you realize you need to do this thing right Mm -hmm. like okay i need to lose weight or i need to get healthy i Mm -hmm. need to my blood pressure is too high what do you what do you think comes first valuing your health Mm -hmm. or or like or the desire to, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Or the desire to be healthy. Or the desire to be, like, okay, like for instance, if you want to stop eating sugar, do you get the desire to stop eating sugar first? Like, mm-hmm. I need to stop eating sugar. Or do you realize, do you start valuing how the, the how unhealthy you are by eating sugar? Do you think most people are motivated by what they know about it now? Or just the, like the desire. The desire comes first, I believe. On most things, I think the desire comes first. Because a lot of times the desire is somewhat superficial. Right. Right? Motivated by some superficial reason. But as you stay consistent and as you evolve into a totally different person, it then becomes a value system. Okay. And the value system is what allows you to make it a lifestyle. Okay. Yeah, I believe. Um, the value, I think, comes with education uh-huh. um and the desire just comes with i you know i don't like the way i look or so you think most feel. people can't start with that and then they then they get educated and then they're like oh this is now this is a part of my value system right now, once I they've reaped the benefits and have a testimony so to speak and can right. say oh let me tell you what giving up sugar did for mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. i will no longer do that to my body again or right. do that to my right. life then it becomes a value system yeah, I, I agree with that because when we started our journey, I know when I started my journey, my first, my very first challenge to myself was no meat. I had no education whatsoever mm-hmm. of what meat did 
to my body. I had never watched a documentary. Mm-hmm. I had never read a book. Mm-hmm. I just somehow knew that meat and health kind of went together. Right. And so it was not part of my value system, but it was part of my desire. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to give up meat. Yeah. So yeah, so I definitely agree with that. That's true. For That's sure. True. It's um and, and it's so funny how, you know, the universe will conspire to keep you on track. Right. Um cuz you know, this year I started off with a desire to become more financially responsible and now it's um, evolving into this major value system. But so I was in Amsterdam last week and it was a little shop. And, you know, I was like, you know, Trey, I'm a dip in here. It had a big 70% off sign. I'm like, I haven't bought one stitch of clothing in 2017. I'm like, I'm going to look in this shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around the shop and I find a pair of pants that I like and I find a shirt that I like. And they were, you know, really reasonable price. I'm like, you know what? I ha- I've been sticking to my goal this year of only buying absolute necessities. I'm, I'm here in Amsterdam. Um, I'm going to buy this shirt and these pants. Uh-huh. So I get up to the register and nothing. The, my card won't work. Really? It won't accept my card, right? And, I mean, it wouldn't even go through to whether to say if, if it was approved or denied. I don't know if it was because it was, you know, a U.S. card and we were in the Netherlands. And mind you, my car had worked everywhere else. Every restaurant we had been in, at the train station, my car had worked fine. But he's like, it's not recognizing your car for some reason. And we tried a few times, and I'm like, don't worry about it. It's just me getting off track, and the universe keeping me on track. And so, Did I, you say that out loud? No, but oh. I, I, um, I um, just said it. Yeah. I did when I walked away, but I don't think he heard me. And um, I was like, wow, lesson learned, you know. And so it's it's a it's. I tried not to get away from my values, and yeah, I was reminded that this is not to, what you right. committed to do, so stop it. Now, Definitely. go over to this restaurant and eat your heart out, and, but you're not about to buy. Right. You can spend it on the experience, but you can't spend it on a tangible thing, and yeah. I, I was forced to stick to it, so I thought that was kind of cool. Ooh, what major area of your life needs the most work? Oh, for sure, uh, managing distractions. Mm. Managing my distractions. Um I'm easily distracted. I'm easily, um, you know, I'm easily pulled away by things because I want to be pulled away. Mm-hmm. It's not even like it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I have to do this right now. It's just like when I study, I'm, e- you know, anything, uh, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that or something, the phone may ring or um, I may go out to my car to get something, stay out there for 30 minutes. It, I definitely need, um, I need the power of execution. Yeah. Not execution 45 minutes after you said it would be done. I need the power of execution when you initially said it. So if I said I'm going to study for two hours, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to study for two hours, but it's going to be 15 minutes here, 30 minutes here, mm. 25 minutes here. And, 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 and the problem with that is that you don't – there. When you have un, when time that has not been anything else been involved in that time, it's just straight up you just doing that. You get more results. Oh period. yeah, oh you yeah. You know, like you can't break up a workout. You can't be like, okay, I'm gonna work out for two hours, but you go over there, talk to a person for fifteen minutes. You know, go over here and sit down and scroll on your phone. You have to hammer that thing out for two hours. Right. You cannot be distracted. Right. And so when it's anything that's slow, anything that's slow. 
I don't I don't like. You know, right. whether it's a movie, I can, you can't have my attention for two hours. Whether it's sitting and uh, listen church, <laughs> I can't sit for two hours. Studying, sitting. So yeah, if it's fast movie, busy, 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 workout, workout. Yeah, you can have my full on attention because I'm moving. Mm-hmm. But if I have to sit still and and just um, absorb whatever I have to do, but I have to sit still to do it, I'm so easily distracted. And I'm you know really trying to like work on that. Um, I've done things like, you know, play, like, background, like, comedy when I, like, but I'm like, okay, that's distracting. Right. It's like music. So, so, so yeah, I've really been working on it. I haven't um, fully, I haven't really, really figured out the formula yet. Yeah. But I think that's the biggest area of, of my life I need to work on because you could get so much done if you can just focus. On one task. On one task. Yeah. And, like, um. You know, like my Kini said, shout out to my Kini. She said, you're never multitasking the way you think you are. Right. You're, you're always focusing on one thing more than you're focusing on another. Definitely. There's no way you're going to be cooking in the kitchen and reading and one thing has your, doesn't have more attention than the next. One thing is holding your attention more, whether you realize it. Or so not, focus right. on that one thing. Sometimes you can't, but if you can, focus on that one thing, get that done, and then go on to the next task. Mm-hmm. And so you need to have quality with that thing versus just eventually getting it done. Yeah, because there's switching costs, switching from task to task. Like, exactly. you lose yeah, a lot in that time. You definitely do. Yeah. It's almost like filling up your tank versus putting $10 here, $10 there. It's more value in filling up your tank. Like, fill it all the way up. Don't just let, you know, $10 here and then you're burning more fumes. That should have been on my pet peeve episode. People who nickel and dime their gas tank. Can I, is it too, no, 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 I have floor, too many weeks past. The floor, no, the floor is wide open for this. <laughs> Nickel and, and diamond your gas tank really annoys me. You know, I just stopped doing that this year. Oh, you are notorious. You and Troy. I don't do it anymore. On empty, putting $5 in. For what? For some reason, up until this point, I just stopped, I stopped doing it um, at the end of last year. But for some reason, it feels like they're getting over on you when you feel like <laughs> Like, <laughs> why? Because the gas price is probably going to yeah, change. Like, I don't or... want to spend $40 right now. But if I put $10 in here, it feels like I haven't spent 40 even though I've gained four times. It's so stupid. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I just thought, but now it peeves me just like it peeves you. Like, I don't bring, don't go and put gas in my car only halfway. Like, you know. Yes. And it's a part of me driving, probably with me driving downtown now. I don't have time. To be to keep, stopping. No, I'm, yeah, I'm going to need that tank to be full. Just yesterday, Troy and I switched cars because he was going to fix my brakes. Right. So, I, he left before me. Mm-hmm. So, I le- I asked him specifically, I said, there's, um gas in the truck right uh-huh. and he's like yeah you good it's probably at least a quarter of tank in there <laughs> okay. right i said okay so um i get in the truck and uh, of course not even eight minutes into my drive and i and i was going to train a client the gas light comes on i said okay <laughs> you gotta know your mate right. I, I asked <laughs> he told me it was gas there wasn't that's what i expected okay fine so i had to stop because he had left his tools in the truck and he needed the tools to fix my brakes. So I stopped by to drop the tools off. And as soon as he come out the house, of course, I have this like gas, really? No gas, really? I asked you. Here's the wait, what? He opened up his wallet and gave me $4. Uh, you know I'm going to take care of you, baby girl. You know I'm a to boy, sir, got you. Sir, did you just hand me $4? Listen. You want me to participate in the nickel and diamond of this gas tank? You want it or not? In a truck. Did you take it? 
I took it. But that ain't the point. That's, <laughs> that's all I want to know. Don't act like you ain't take the four dollars. Cause he know I don't believe in buying gas with a credit card. Like I only pay cash for gas. Oh, because now that's yeah. the ripoff. The yeah. gas, the credit price versus the cash price. Some gas stations are the same. But I do not pay that credit card price. He's like, oh, cash I got. I said, I will stab you oh my God. with this $4. You stab six times, what, this month alone? <laughs> this right. month I'm glad alone. he's still living. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so what, what do you think is, like, the coolest, like, if you had to, like, sum it up in, like, a paragraph or two, the coolest aspect about life, like, living on this earth, like, what is the coolest thing to you? Second chances. Second chances? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like, no doubt, like, oh, shoot, I didn't crush my workout like I wanted to today. I get to try again tomorrow. You know what I mean? My, yeah. This company, you know, wasn't as successful as I wanted to. I could just start over and, and yeah. do it again. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they're not all promised, right. right? But the fact that most of the time you have an opportunity to take another stab at it. Right. And I think that's awesome, you know, to be able to reinvent yourself at any moment. Right. Like, I don't like who I am, but I have mm-hmm. the opportunity to change who I am and show the world a different version, different version of me. What about you? My, 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 the best thing to like about life for me is I get to be perfect and imperfect at the same time. Mm-hmm. I get to be flawed. I get to be a genius over here and I get to be like, have no knowledge, get to be ignorant over here. I get to be, I get to be a great mother over here and I get to be a flaw. And, and people still love you, like, 100%. Like, accept you 100%. I think that is the dopest thing. Like, you don't have to be everything all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you can completely be clumsy. And then you can be, like, a perfectionist over here. And you can, like, have, you know, a lead, be a leader over here and then have a mentor over there. Like, all this, these dual things you can have in life. I think that is so cool. Like... I get to learn forever, and I get to be an expert over here. And it's just like, wow, like life is so cool. You get to like just experience being perfect and just being flawed. Like, how does that work? But it just does. Yes, I think that is just. I think that's the coolest part of life. Like, I don't have to be everything, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, love it. What's one piece of advice you give to others that you don't take yourself? Oh my God! How much time I got? Sleep. Get your, do you know how important sleep is? Yo, man, you'll hear me saying that to anybody who will listen. Girl, girl, get your rest. You know, you. that's when your muscles recover. Girl, what, ma'am? You been up to 2 o'clock you, you and you been got up, up 72 five. hours talking about get rest. I, I, that is the biggest piece of advice. I do not. It's, it's shame. It's, it's shameful. Like, I, like, literally on the, on, Somebody posted something like, I only got 20 hours of sleep this week. Pray for me, y'all. I'm like, oh, that's pretty sad. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not okay? Right. Sound like you had a good week. (laughs) Right. So you was being productive. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's hands down the biggest thing. I'm I'm forever trying to get somebody to get some rest. Yes. Yeah, tuck it in. What about you? Um, let's see. Probably about not being so hard on yourself. You, <laughs> you tell people that all the time. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, usually, you know, it's with clients who are feeling like you know they're not progressing fast enough, or um, and you know, with regard to their health and wellness, 
And I'm like, you got to understand this is a journey that takes time and you didn't get these. And then at the same time, usually I'm, you know, something with regard to school or the company or my relationships with family or friends. I like beat myself up. Yeah. So um, I constantly remind myself of that advice, but it is hard to take it on a regular basis. Like we are our, you know, toughest critic. And so not being so self-critical is really tough. Yeah. yeah, that's funny because you'd be like, did I really? You you can just have left the stage, everybody standing ovation, and you'd be like, oh, was it really that great? Like, girl, yes, like yeah, you are very, very, Shut up. very tough. On <laughs> Nobody yourself. asked you for an example. I think I explained it well enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's that. okay. Moving on. No, yeah, let's go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what is a must do in your everyday life? Drink a gallon of water a day. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gun dry. Gun dry. Um, a gallon of water. Um, and, you know, I miss days, but usually it's if I'm completely out of my element. Yeah. It's when I miss days. Um, like, I couldn't get it in every single day in Amsterdam last week. That right. was really tough. Because um, I, I couldn't even find a gallon of water in the store. They kept selling all these tiny bottles, so it was kind of annoying. Um, but, yeah, the thing I do without a doubt the most is uh, stick to my water. Every single day, um, it's non-negotiable. Okay. Your turn. Oh, I'm looking around <laughs> you like <still> here? <laughs> I know what I was doing. <laughs> I literally <laughs> forgot we were recording the podcast. Oh, we were just kicking it as usual. <laughs> I literally forgot. Like I'm just looking around. <laughs> you know what? I was gonna keep talking to play it off, but I'm like, no, you're gonna have to own up to this right now. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> the hardest lesson you've had to teach your kids. Um, the hardest lesson I had to teach my kids is that they don't have to fit in. They don't have to blend in. They mm. don't have to be accepted. They don't have to follow the crowd. Like it seems like, you know, because I know a lot of parents. And I was just asked this, actually, by someone just today. And she was um, surprised that I don't. Because when we were out in California, my sisters and I, they went. We all went into this store. And I was in there for maybe about 15 minutes. I bought some shoes. And then I went out to the car. And um, I was telling her, like, I hate shopping. Like, it's not my thing. Like, I do not. Like, like you would never get me to go on a shopping trip with you. Right. And she said, wow, you know, that's interesting. Most women love shopping. I'm like, no, I absolutely hate it. Right. She's like, well, do you shop online? I'm like, if I absolutely have to. Right. You know, if I'm going to a wedding and I need a dress, but other than that, no. Right. And she said, oh, well, I know your daughter loves to shop. And I'm like, no, she doesn't because she doesn't have, she never had anyone to learn it from. So to, to have them not be material when everyone is materialistic. Yes. To have them not... Um, to teach them that they don't have to, you know, my daughter can wear her hair, like trying to get her to wear her hair natural when everybody is now putting weaves and braids. Mm. You're not going to do that. And I had to explain to her why, you know, to, to follow her own path. And I'm not ever going to, oh, and like, you know, even with the health thing, like we don't wear deodorant. We wear, we wear like fresh fruit lime. You know, I told you about how hard that was. Like we're not nine times out of 10, we're not going to be like most families. Yes. Nine times out of ten, we're not going to be like we're a, we're a little different. Right. Your mom is a little little different. Right. And I'm raising you guys differently, but you got to understand that different does not mean 
that you can be, first of all, the leader of the pack or people won't start following you. Yes. So, yeah, that lesson is like, you know, yeah, we don't we don't eat, like, you know, the meat thing when they weren't taking meat to school and people were like, you need to eat meat. And I had to tell them, no, you don't have yes. to eat meat. Yes. So just, you know, this lifestyle I'm living, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a hard thing when they're not around that. Yes. And getting them to be comfortable with, you know, our little our little world that we got going on. Yeah, I imagine that's really difficult because I was just talking about that with Troy and talking about starting a family, and I was like, man, it's going to be hard to raise a kid and go against the grain on everything. It, it, you know, cause it I'm, definitely is, unless you move in that type of community. Right. But we're not in that type of community, right? Right. And so you're literally fighting against the majority on almost everything. Yeah, even with my daughter's weight and my son's weight, they're never going to be overweight because I would never give them things, but now people are calling her skinny. And I'm like... You know, and you know how my <laughs> I am. Like, you know, no, they're overweight. Yeah, you're not skinny, they're overweight. <laughs> yeah, you're not skinny, they're overweight. But but when you take into consideration how everyone else looks, yeah, it's like, oh, you need some meat on your bones. She looks like how a 10-year-old is supposed to look, especially with my body type. Yeah. So, you know, just that whole thing with, yeah, we're not, you're not going to go to school in Jordans. You're not going to be, because you wear glasses, you're not going to be wearing cardio. You're not going to be that. We're not going to value um, merchandise, but I bet you a lot of them haven't been to Disney World, and I got to tell them stuff. I bet you a lot of them haven't stayed in a cabin in the mountains, and I have to tell them that, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not about to be that materialistic family, but I bet you right. you're going to have some great experiences. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Just being, just, just not being the normal average kid and letting them know, like, that's okay. Yeah. That seems like it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, lesson to teach. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. Even with ourselves sometimes, not trying to do yeah, the norm. and you know what? That's funny because when I uh, went to visit my grandmother, I was nervous about my piercings. I, you know, I didn't want her to say anything, and like I even wore my hair on one side. I didn't want her to say anything negative. I didn't wear like my ripped up jeans until I was going home because mm-hmm. I didn't want her to say because she said they look homeless. Yeah. Like you know, even as adults, we, we sometimes I found myself kind of like minimizing who I was to yes. appease her. Yes. And, and I was conscious of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I looked at the jeans in my luggage like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't even want to deal with that. I don't want to embarrass my grandma. I don't want, you know. So, yeah. yeah, even as adults, well, I'll find myself, not not a lot, though. Yeah. Most times, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I triple dog there. You know? But <laughs> it depends on who the people are around you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for you, what's the best advice you were given? you've ever been given um, that you can think of today shut up because <laughs> you see i'm like oh right if you can turning. remember where you are <laughs> Freak, shut up uh, <laughs> uh, one of the uh, uh, best piece of advice i think i like is um start with the end in mind uh always know what your end goal is with something okay. and so um i think about that often um, another piece that I, you know, heard that I love is that um, staying psychologically and emotionally fit mm-hmm. is intentional, and you have to practice it, or else life will take you out. Wow! Like, life will take you out. Yeah. Like we don't even know how much we're. We talk about physical inflammation, but a lot of us are mentally inflamed, and uh, yeah, like, and we. Just like we live with chronic physical inflammation, we live with chronic mental inflammation. Like mm. we people live with grief and people live with depression and people live with um self hate and 
don't realize that that's mental dysfunction and you have to intentionally practice psychological fitness, whether, I don't care, whether it be getting a coach, whether it be a counselor or therapy, whether it be meditation, visualization, journaling, writing, exercising, whatever you do to stay in a good headspace, mm-hmm. it has to be practiced on a regular and intentional basis. Right. And that's one of the things I had to learn because the more you take on, like with me being an overachiever, the more I take on, the more room it is for me to be critical about everything that right. I do. And um, that will get to you. Mm-hmm. That will get to you. You know, working on your body, that will get to you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. And so um, staying, staying ready mentally mm-hmm. is was one of the best lessons I've ever heard. And then loving people where they are. With regard to my relationship, it took me many years to understand that I am not supposed to make Troy a male version of me. Right. And um, that has been a saving grace for my relationship. Okay. Like... You either have to love somebody where they are and make a conscious decision to be okay with that, mm-hmm. or you have to leave. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, when you're in a relationship, every single day you choose that person over and over again. And I spent so much time trying to make a male version of me, yeah. you know, and that was just so unproductive. And once I learned that lesson, like, I have the best relationship ever now. So cool. those were some of the top lessons I've learned. Cool. Yes. Um, before we get into bridging the gap, one more. Let's see. What one thing are you looking forward to the most in your life right now? Oh, my God. That's so cool that we always got stuff to look forward to. I'm like, oh, my God, so many things. I think my 40th uh, right now. Hey! My 40th. And, and, you know, after my sister politely put me in check because, you know, just an FYI, guys, I'm graduating May 20th um, with my associates. And... I was really, instead of being proud of this, I was like, oh, my God, I'm 39. I'm not inviting anybody. I should have been, not only have my associates, I should have, like, my Ph.D. by now, and I wasn't going to invite anyone. Um, I wasn't even going to walk across the stage initially. And, you know, Lisa, as well as, like, my family, my sisters are like, what? Like, the fact that you are 39 makes it so much more special. The fact that you recognize that you never stop, or like my sister said, you could still be, you could be working at Target at 60, mm-hmm. wishing you would, at 39, have gotten to where you are right now. Right. And so I'm looking forward for my kids to see, because I don't want them to ever think, like, I'm just a chronic, you know, chronic student, and I'm never making any, <laughs> you know. Like, Mom, you've been going to school for quite some time. You see, I want them to see that I have accomplished this goal, but I'm still going forward. Right. So I can't wait for my kids to see me in my cap and gown. Love to it. celebrate with you guys. That's, like, that's the... Um, you know, the, the one in the near future, but the one, my 10-year anniversary is coming up. Uh, we're going to the Poconos and going to Japan. I have so much to look forward to. It's crazy. That's the definition of happiness. Yes, Always having something so to look forward to. to look. What about you? Um, I'm Well, long, long term, I'm looking forward to uh, changing medicine. <laughs> Overachiever alert. Ring, 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 ring. Why did think? that sound ridiculous ring. to me? Over, overachiever <laughs> alert. Here we go. Change medicine. Let's, let's hear it. Like, I can't wait to, you know, pave a new way for people to be healed. Yeah. Like, you know, and to practice medicine on my own terms and show people that you are in control of your own health and it can be done naturally and holistically. So, yeah, graduating as a, as a physician for sure. Um, that's long, long term. Um, in the short term, I'm looking forward to this phenomenal cruise coming up in August. 
Um, and I am looking forward to turning the whole world upside down on your graduation. Because Man. I've never been so proud. Like, you've been talking about this crap forever, and I'm sick of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so finally, we can put this behind us. Oh, shoot. Hit the overachiever alert bell again. Hold uh, on. Uh, what is that for? Oh, wait, what? I meant to mention in the beginning. So, I'm going to do this in third person. I was having a conversation oh, God, third with... third person alert. <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone earlier. And... We both in school, and I just, you know, the semester just wrapped up. Uh The winter semester just wrapped up, and we were talking about our grades, and this one person who's taken this math class at (laughs) least, what, two or three times. This is my third time. And who has been notorious for reciting from any rooftop how horrible she is in math and how it's so difficult and she's failed the class <laughs> so many times. And I just Shut randomly up. asked, well, what'd you get out of your math class this semester? And she said, oh, B. I just nailed it with a B. You know what? Wait, what? Oh, no, you know, let me explain because I have, this is my third time. Who cares? Know, and I didn't get an A. So, you know. No, I don't know. You know, I didn't get an A. That's the end of the sentence. That's a period. So you're disappointed in the B. I am disappointed in the B. So you passed this class after all this time, and you passed it with a very acceptable grade, and instead of being so proud, you decided to... you know my motto now is that I'm too old to be failing anything. Well, have you failed? Well... Silent alert. (laughs) I just feel like right now I should just be nailing everything. Like everything I should do, like unless it's unless it's um, contingent upon someone else, like a business. Like you can't force them to spend money. You can do your best, but when everything is because of my effort and my and my abilities, and everything is on me, I feel like I should be nailing it. I feel like I should have gotten a. I feel like if I, you know. When it comes to working out, I should be working out. If I'm supposed to drink, I like I should be doing it. Like there's no reason. Why I should I should have gotten a tutor? I got, you know what I'm saying? It's feel like I should just at this point in my life I don't want to spend time doing anything. That's not excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, let's bridge the gap. Oh, let's bridge the gap. Time. Yeah, we'll argue about this offline. <laughs> um, but I know you better not ever gripe at me about being a perfectionist again. Then. No, nah, you got it. No, nah. you up. don't get up in the middle of the night. Remember, <laughs> you don't even like the the waitress to refill your glass because you need to know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Like you need to know how much water you drunk, really. Bridging the gap. Bridging the gap is our segment with Jay and I. Bridge the gap between today's topic and your career as an entrepreneur and or a nine to fiver. So we're gonna keep along the question segment. So with regard to a nine to five, Jay. What do you believe is the biggest benefit of working a nine to five? The biggest benefit, um, it's almost like the biggest benefit as well as the biggest, like, it's, it, it's like dual because it's like, you're not surprised. That's the kind of the biggest benefit. Like, I don't go to work tomorrow and they're going to be like, oh, guess what? I need you to run the company. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know what's expected of me. I'm not going to be 
thrust into anything that just too many curveballs are not going to come by way. But that's also a con. Right. But right now it's a pro because I can go to work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to study on my breaks. I'm going to, and I know what's expected. Right. You can manage your day and your time. And like you say, start something with, because I have an exit strategy and I know why I'm there and I know how long I plan to be there. Yes. Having a job that much isn't expected of me. Yes. I love it because I'm, I'm honestly working on my way out of this place. And yes. I need you not to demand that much of me. As I study, yes. as I'm listening to uh, how you do this problem in my head, you know, so th- I think that's, you know. I love that because I think so often nine to fives get bad reps. And I don't know why. They, I don't know yeah, why do. all of a sudden, you know, having a day job or, uh, you know, working for someone else has gotten this bad reputation. But I just wanted to ask you about the positive. And those are all 100% correct. Oh, also the community. I received not only a text, but I received a call today from two different people. One of the texts were like, hey, I miss you. I miss your energy. Yes. And she's she's 25 and she's really cool. And, um, and I, you know, I send something funny back because I always bring her water because she sits on the other side and I sit by the kitchen uh-huh. and everybody know how much of a busybody I am. And she'll just like send me a message like, Hey, bring me some water. Okay. And I'll get up and I'll bring her some water and I'll talk to her for a minute. And I'm like, Oh, you just need some water. And she's just like, laugh out loud. No, I really miss your energy. And that made me feel good. And then I got a call uh-huh. like, um, where are you at? <laughs> like you were supposed to, I gave you enough time to get here. Where are you? Right. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not coming today. And they were really, really disappointed. Like, you know, it's been hard without you here. So like the commute, like it's, it's like genuine, genuine, genuine love. Like, I love I literally it. love the people I work with. Like I really love them and want what's best for them. And they want what's best for me. Like, I love we laugh. It. We talk. We got like, you know, things that I'm good at. They come to me for things they're good at. I come to them for, we yes. know about each other's like everything. It's like, And I think oftentimes that's the saving grace for people in a lot of their nine to fives. Like if it wasn't for this coworker or for these people, like I wouldn't be able to survive throughout my day for some people. So that you're right. Community is huge. Yeah. Um, So for you, what, how hard is it to, um, to keep it professional in business, like keep the friendship aspect and the business aspect separate? Because I know with your clients, naturally and intentionally, yeah, you want to be friends with your clients. But when does it become like, okay, I can't cross this line. When a payment ain't go through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I'm easy. I'm about one. to cancel on business, those dinner plans. Tonight. Right, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I hate, I hate to interrupt you, but your payment failed today. <laughs> like, Lisa, is that you? Right. You don't even know. Oh, the most proper diction, pronunciation. I'm using last. And may I speak to Miss Jones, please? <laughs> Your honey, do you have another card we can possibly yes, run? It's me. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, in in <laughs> in the <clears throat> I cannot handle it. That's all you need, though. Like, really, that's what separates our Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when things change. But you're right. It's absolutely difficult sometimes because in coaching clients through something so intimate and personal as health and wellness, you can imagine a lot of other things come up. Right. During that time, if somebody's having a spat with their spouse or their kids are giving them the flux or physically um, they're dealing with something that, 
it's really personal, uh-huh. you know, that they wouldn't tell the average person. They share that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we built a relationship that aids in our closeness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have clients who we've grown really close with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown, excuse me, really close too. Like one of my clients, I just bought her tickets to the Alvin Ailey show for her birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, took her out to the show for her birthday. Like I grow really close to some of my clients and... So staying, having that professional relationship, what I always like to say when I'm teaching, you know, other entrepreneurs is get the business out of the way. What so, does that mean? So in the beginning, when you, if you have a business where you have to build relationships with your clients, like mm-hmm. if you're a coach or something that you guys are going to stay together over time, mm-hmm. then get the business out of the way in the beginning, meaning set the expectation of things they can expect. Set the expectation with your, the contract that you have them sign. You know, get a spell all of that out in the beginning. There, you know what? But, yeah, I, I, I understand. But I, I do remember you having still, like, the problem with someone, you know, someone calling you like, hey, like, hey, girl, that I know we got that two or four week thing where I got to do the cancellation. But, hey, I ain't going to be able to do it this time. Right. And and then as a as you're now their friend, it's hard to say, well, I'm sorry. Sorry that you got in a car accident, but I'm going to need that payment, even though you've set those rules in right. place. You know, that's well, is that not hard. No, no. I was going to say it's not that stuff like that doesn't come up. But you have something to refer back to. So several times I've had to tell people, well, you know, just a reminder of the agreement that we signed in the beginning that it is a two-week notice if you need any change with this. Or um, and, and there's and, and being the owner of the company, you have a lot of power, right? Right. So if there is an absolute emergency situation, you can make the call in that moment. Right. But the call that I make in those moments is never based on my closeness with the person. Okay. It's not be like, oh, it's you. I take care of you. It's never that. I okay. treat every single person fair and give them the same opportunity. So if somebody that is just a brand new client who I've known two weeks and somebody who's a client who I've known eight months, if they have the exact same emergency situation, they're going to get the exact same treatment. But when, when I say get the business out of the way in the beginning, those expectations are already set. So if you have to bring it back up later, it's just a little more comfortable. Because right. I've had to re-forward people's contracts to them. Like, no, you signed right here that you would do X, Y, and Z. Right. And so I expect you to uphold that. And so it's never not going to be a difficult conversation. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when I mean, yeah, you said those. Because I know if it were me, and I think that was the biggest thing with me, and you used to tell me all the time, like, Jay, you can't be that nice. You yeah. have to do this. I, I put my feelings in, like, well, they had a, you know, their basement flooded or, you know. No, things like that. Yeah, I mean, you have to make a call. That's the, also the benefit of being a small business, of being the owner. You know, you're not just at like T-Mobile. Like, sorry, we can't, I can't. Help. <laughs> right. You know, they haven't empowered you to make decisions. You're always empowered to make decisions. So, you know, it's all about setting those expectations in the beginning. And at the end of the day, you have to preserve your business and you have to uphold terms and conditions. And that's just what it is. It's black and white. Okay. All right. So contracts are the best thing you can do. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's the, um, oh, I think you already kind of answered it. I was going to ask, what was your main reason going from entrepreneurship back to a nine to five? That was, yeah, we we basically just discussed it. My a main reason was, I, I don't think at this moment in time, I was, because you know, my mother passed some um, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. 
and dealing, still dealing with the grief and then trying to manage other people, it was a conflict within myself because yes. I got to deal with me right now. Yes. And at this point, I don't want to manage anyone. I still I have to manage my family. Yes. And that's who all I want to manage right now. Right. And then I'm going to get my mental health and, and my, um, you know, I had, I had to do that something for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of people will be putting their baggage on me, their relationship problems on me, their problems with their family on me. And, and at that moment in time, I wanted to cry on their shoulder. Like, right. well, you know, I'm, I, I didn't feel equipped um, at the time to handle it mentally. And I didn't feel equipped um, to invest the time and energy that's needed behind the scenes to run a business effectively. Okay. At this time, I want to um, take direction and be told exactly in black and white what to do. And then I don't want to do think a about lot it. of thinking yeah. because the thinking that I'm trying to do right now is for my mental and my physical health as well as my family. And that's all I care about right now in school. Yes. And, it, you know, it may sound selfish to some. And, I, and I've actually been called selfish um, when I tell people that I don't want to train anyone right now. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that's really selfish. Like, you know how to train people. You, you, you have the knowledge and the skill to train people, but yet you tell your family no or you tell your coworker no. Yes, I do. But I have someone who I trust yeah. that I can recommend. Yeah. But right now, that person, I'm not I'm not doing it. Right. And that's part of that's part of like the mental health, you know. Yes. That I you know, that's part of what I've learned that you know, a period comes after no. Yeah. That's the end of it. Yep. You know, at the long the long and short end of it is no, I'm not doing that right now. I I, I I'm equipped. I have the knowledge. I have, you know, the credentials to do it. But, you know, I'm taking care of what I value and my priorities right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, it's, that's not where it's at. So a nine to five were, was more beneficial to, to the direction I'm trying to go right now. There it is. There it is. Everything in self-preservation is the number one rule. Self-preservation, yeah. yeah. And, and what's interesting about it, because, yeah, a lot of people complain about a nine to five, but it has been benefited me. So much, and yeah. we, as, as we were just talking, like I haven't been in a place and in a space that I uh, haven't wanted to be in so long. Yes, and, and and I'm still not. I'm still at a place that I love, and it, I don't get this whole nine to five. I hate my job. I don't hate my job. When people say how you like your job, I like my job. Yeah, you know, and it feels weird to say to people, it's like, huh? But right. it's like, no, I actually like my job. What right. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, guys. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Coming up at Professionally Fit, a few things I just want to mention really quickly. We're launching our signature brand box, B-Box, this spring in B-Box. The most valuable thing in B-Box is our sci-fi course, Psychological Fitness. You've heard us talk about this many, many times on several different episodes We are launching a five-day course specifically dedicated to psychological and emotional fitness. And this course is exclusive to B-Box. So if you haven't already, go to the website professionallyfit.co and get on our pre-sale list because B-Box is coming sooner than later. And I cannot wait to share this masterpiece with the world. Also, as a reminder, Detroit Fit Mob is mobbing season. Detroit's first fitness flash mob is going on all through the summer and spring months. So go to DetroitFitMob.com to get on that email list. As always, you can catch this and past episodes at ProfessionallyFit.co. 
and on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Professionally Fit. Until next time, be well. Beep.